there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, your favorite travel podcast, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have a wow, how did my mind go blank? Have a nuanced conversation about the different ways that travel intersects with regular life. We just had a um, fun little time with the dog, and her food was everywhere. So, yeah, real life happens betwixt the episodes and speaking of thanks for rocking with me guys this is a late episode but um you know two years from now who will ever know right who'll ever know but this week I was late because again real life we had our not Mexico trip which this will be our um so it's kind of not a remote episode but it probably will be um no, I'll just title it something differently. But anyway, we just got back from DC and Virginia. That was the not Mexico trip. We ended up doing a cousin's tour for me. And I ended up checking in with a bunch of my cousins um, that live down the coast. And we had a wedding yesterday. Shout out to Laura and Reggie. Boyfriend's cousin got married and I was saying that that is the reason why we didn't want to go to Mexico because we were concerned that we may have issues getting back into the country. We were supposed to come back in on Thursday. Um, Our flight was like Thursday afternoon, but between possibly testing, one of us possibly testing positive for COVID um, and flight cancellation. We didn't want to miss it, but check out last week's episode. I get into all of the reasons why we didn't go and how we, you know, initially were planning on handling that pivot. Um, and this week is the pivot episode. I had such a fucking fantastic time. First of all, the wedding yesterday was insane. It was beautiful. I am surprised that I still have a voice, but I'm glad that I do. We had so much fun. Let me tell you, honey had a dress. Laura, if you ever listened to this episode, that dress was so beautiful. You look so, so, so beautiful. Um, Congrats to you guys. So let me start with the road trip down. We went to, um, we started in Virginia. So it was about, I'd say six or seven hours. We drove down to my cousin Brandy's house in Chesapeake. And, uh, shout out to her for hosting us quite last minute. I think I texted her like the Tuesday before and was like, Hey girl, y'all home this weekend. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to see me and not be like a funeral or a wedding or something, you know, huge. Like why not just see each other? She was like, girl, of course. So boyfriend and I went down, we stayed with my cousin, her husband, Mike. Hey Mike. Um, her mom-in-law, who was moving back to Georgia by Miss Amina, um, and my journey, and Jordan, my cousins are incredible. She's got the best kids. Um, we had so much fun. They've got this huge fucking house, pool, the whole shebang. Um, it was really nice to see the kids. I know Jordan is more used to me because Jordan is older. Shout out to almost a 13 year old. We've got about 11 more days before my baby turns 13. Happy birthday, Jordan. Um, It was nice to see Journey. You know how you have family that has kids or like nieces, nephews, cousins, whatever in your life that you only see like a certain number of times. And so they don't necessarily remember you until they like remember you after the fact like oh this is the friend or the cousin that we saw like five years ago but like they're six so their reference of five years is not anything that they can draw on so it was nice to um be able to start really working on that relationship with the littlest one uh so we had a really good time and we literally did nothing We got there on Saturday night because we ended up cleaning the house before we left. Took our time and packed on Saturday. Like Friday was like, okay, work is done. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to drop the dog. All these, you know, the little things that you do before you go away. So Saturday, we really just took our time before the road trip because also spoiler vacation. There's really no need if you are able to avoid it going into your vacation stressed If you have the opportunity to slow down and kind of get things in order the way you would want them to go through your packing list to make sure that you didn't leave your underwear behind, 
um, someone did that one trip um, and ended up having to rotate and hand wash the two pairs of their underwear that they remembered to bring. Uh, spoiler, wasn't me. Because huh. I remembered to pack my underwear. Anybody else pack underwear like they're about to shit themselves every day? Like if I'm going for six days, I have at least like 10 pairs of underwear. I just, that's one of those things that I never not want to have. And also like if you shower, if you change your clothes, like in the middle of the day, it's just, you're always covered, literally. But um, yeah, so that was a great way for us to start the road trip, like calmly, you know, we didn't wake up first thing in the morning and jump right on the road. Um, I'm at that age where that doesn't necessarily, what's the word? Um, it doesn't call to me to do it that way. I'd rather wake up calmly ease into the day and then like, then leave. Um, so all that being said, I am very grateful that we took our time. It's also nice to come home to a very like comfortable, clean house, fresh sheets, bathrooms, clean vacuumed the, you know, like you crack your windows just enough to keep some air circulating. So it was also nice to have all of those things in place before we left. A lot of times we're rushing and the only thing we get done is washing the dishes, you know? So, um, that was, I gotta say a good start. Uh, boyfriend is the best boyfriend. So he did all the driving. Um, I am super, super blessed in that respect that he doesn't mind driving. Um, too much. I'm always there tapping when you need me, but I don't like driving. It's for me, it's just so many things to pay attention to. Um, I prefer open road. Like, so if we are already like pulling out of a rest stop and we're like a state in throw me in coach, I'm good. I don't really want to navigate through, um, different cities and all those things. Cause I'm one of those pers- one of those people that feels like they have to pay attention to every moving thing that's going on. So it's, it becomes overwhelming. So I don't enjoy driving for that reason because I'm paying attention to, I notice all the details. So it's like whew, a lot. Anywho, seven hours, we stopped maybe twice. It was, and also reminder, um, remember I told y'all my radio in the car don't work? New car, no radio. So we're going to work on that, but that's another testament to how much we love each other and how much we actually like each other. We're good just talking for that amount of time. Um, that's not a problem for us. We also had, I finally bought um, like a little Bluetooth speaker with us on this trip. And we occasionally played like a podcast here and there. Uh, but it's not, you know, worst case scenario for us to actually spend time together. So that's another um, pro tip, pack someone that you actually like to go on your road trip. So that makes it, uh, so much easier to be on the road for that long because we enjoy each other's company. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So we did nothing while we were there. Uh, we got there Saturday, we got there late, like I said, and we ended up just getting in the pool, um, played with the kids. We actually were the ones that were the last to fall asleep, Um, every night, actually, we were the last ones to fall asleep, but you know, school work, um, we ended up spending Sunday with my cousin Brandy and the girls. Um, so that was really fun. Brandy made us really good breakfast. She's a bomb cook. Like every night the food was mad good. So that was really cool. Um, are my neighbors really having a barbecue like today in the middle of the episode? This is rich. This is great. I'm not even mad because when I tell you, I've got like the UN around me, like all the musics from all the worlds play over here. Let me see if I can close this window. Oh no, that was a car. Even better. Even better. Um, so bomb breakfast every night. The food was good. Shout out to Mike and them steaks. He ended up doing steaks on like, I think the day before we left, maybe like Monday night. Wow. Perfection. Grilled them bitches up. They were so good. Um, so we slept in, swim in their pool, and waited for them to come home. Good fucking time. Um, I have not a single complaint. Not a single complaint. Um, what else did we do? So what our plan was, was to stay in one of like the little coastal 
areas like a coastal city and do like a beach town since we weren't going to be in Mexico. I still had all my bathing suits in the bag, huh? which none of them fucking fit. I love the extra weight, but I don't like buying the extra clothes. That's the not fun part. Um, thankfully I did bring one bathing suit, that traveling shit onesie, the, uh, one piece, which I love so much. It's on the website. Buy if you like it shop, you know, uh, travelshippodcast.com, the shop tab. This shit is fly. Like it's a really cute bathing suit and it's actually flattering and the one and only swimsuit that fits. So glad I actually bought that with me a good fucking time. Um, and we were going to stay along the coast someplace on the way back and do a beach, but the weather was trash. Another reason why Mexico wasn't that much of a bust because the weather was going to be pretty shit there also. So, um, again, we got rained out of the beach. And so we opted to do a city. We knew DC had tons of shit that we can do indoors. Um, we also knew that if like we are adults, we can walk in the rain. Like we've been outside and moved around in rain. It wouldn't be a big deal to visit a city and it rained versus visiting a beach and it rained. So we opted to do DC. It was along the drive home and it would have, it would, um, conveniently break that drive up for us also. So from Virginia, we drove to DC that took about, I'd say like four hours or so, uh, from my cousin's house. We ended up staying in Northeast. Uh, also, Let's see. Yeah, three to four hour drive. We checked and we parked. The Airbnb was fucking gorgeous. We stayed um, in this really well-decorated spot. Like I wouldn't even be mad if I found out that it was um, like an HGTV design thing. You know how they do those remodeling of people's homes and shit like that so that they can make it an income property. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those. Um, A good fucking time was had. The design was nice. The bed was comfy, like ridiculously comfortable. So were the pillows. Um, so comfy bed, well-designed. You could hear the people upstairs, but it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it wasn't like they were having a party or like she was sitting by the, um, cause you could hear that it was their kitchen upstairs. We could smell her cooking, smell, smell nice. Uh, you could hear her every once in a while, but we didn't, you know, we didn't mind, but that's something to keep in mind. Um, cause I will include, um, I'll include the listing in, um, a future itinerary, wink, wink, nod, nod, something on the, uh, something on the horizon for you. Um, what else do I have here? So we parked and left the car there. So we pulled in, checked, like checked in as a self check-in. So we dropped all of our shit off. We took everything out the car and we thankfully looked for a listing that included parking. So that's one of the things that I've always remembered from my previous trips to DC. Um, like I said, I got a ton of cousins and, um, an uncle that live out there. So I know that like, unless you're in front of someone's house, street parking is a little janky. Um, there's a bunch of signage. I feel like it's one of those things where if you have out of state plates, you're on a, you're on a window, like you're in limited time. And I mean like out of state, not the DMV. So it was one of those things that I knew to look out for in advance. I'm not 100% familiar with the parking and street situations, but I know one of my cousins did drop us back later on and saw where we were parked. And she was like, oh, y'all good here, but seven days with dumb plates, y'all shit probably would have been towed. So we were only there for maybe like three nights. So we were well within, you know, that window where you didn't need to worry, but something to consider. If you're booking an Airbnb, make sure that it has a parking option available or, you know, confirm with the host that you will be able to find street parking with an out-of-state plate if you're not from the area that won't, or if you haven't rented a car, um, that you won't have any issues um, leaving your V in. So um, we parked when we got there, left the car there, and we didn't move the car the entire couple of days we were there, the entire weekend. We just left it. It was a good fucking time. We Ubered everywhere. Um, we got a ride from my cousin one day. So it was very convenient to not have to deal with parking throughout the trip there. So that is something to consider. We ended up, um, I think overall spending about, again, boyfriend took care of everything. Uh, the one lift that I did get was from the African-American Museum back to 
the area it's back to northeast and i'll get to that later but that ran me like 30 dollars, give or take um so and it was closer to uh what do you call that um what's that time of day rush hour so that's something to consider Let's see. It was a nice neighborhood. Oh, the listing that we stayed in had a really cute park nearby. Also, we didn't get a chance. Like we love a good park. We will absolutely walk to a park, walk through a park. Um, Montreal had, I remembered that I had the blanket or had I seen the blanket in the trunk, um, sooner we would have gone and just sat out with like some drinks or like some finger foods or whatever, but I didn't know we had the blanket. So picnics, absolutely an option. Um, there was a really nice park and also a library right by the park. So that was something nice to consider. What else do we have? Um, first night we got there, we have been like so spoiled with incredible food on the first fucking night. We ended up going to St. James, uh, St. James Modern Caribbean. I believe it's on 14th street. Let me tell y'all something. The food was nuts like unfair so 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 good definitely enjoyed everything i'm looking at i had to include a picture so that i can tell y'all what i got drinks were also really really good i think they're like doing construction also i'm sorry y'all y'all gonna get this episode the best i can give it you know i can't control what's going on around me but the mac and cheese was good oh we got jerk wings the meat fell off the bone the wings were fucking delightful. Okay. I'm looking at, we got some pork. Uh, we got the, we got a jerk brisket. That shit was so, that was the best brisket I've ever had. We also had brisket at the wedding yesterday and that shit was ridiculous. But I mean, the, the brisket was wild, like to die for. Um, and we also had shrimp and we got, uh, Haitian black rice. So, Service was also very good. One thing that we learned about DC, especially that first night, some places, I won't say all places, but this place was one of them. They include like a surcharge on your bill and it doesn't matter how many people are on the party or anything. There was an extra 20% charge that uh, St. James charged. The waitress explained it. She was like, you know, there is, this is not a tip, a tip, a tip is not mandatory or, you know, but appreciate it, but there's a 20% charge and it basically covers them getting paid time off, uh, maternity, paternity leave, um, you know, uh, all those different types of benefits that an employer should be providing for everyone. Right. And that is my conundrum. That is my distaste with it. I personally think that the provider should be providing that and they should be paying the workers a fair wage and that should not be contingent on the um, the customer to provide that to the employee. Like you would think that that should be like a basic worker's right. Um, but alas, I, I don't know any other industry that passes that charge or that fee along to, um, the consumer. Like I would have understood like higher prices or, you know what I mean? Like, I think I would personally prefer just like charge me a little bit more for my food. I don't know. I don't know that. I just don't think that it's fair for restaurants to be able to, um, you know, pass the onus to the customer, uh, because then it becomes one of those things. Well, what if people like just don't show up or I don't know. And, and this is from someone who's never worked in uh, the restaurant business. I used to bartend at a strip club, which was, I would, in my experience, it was totally different um, from what I understood. Like I had friends that, you know, worked at Fridays and, you know, that did work in food and beverage, but in terms of like restaurants. So, and I'm a tipper. I always tip. I think I'm a very healthy tipper, especially if I get really good service. If you make me feel good about spending my money here, I'm going to take my, I'm going to do my best to take care of you. Excuse me. That being said, I don't like that. I don't like that extra 20% tax. Um, because I would prefer that go to my server directly as opposed to, but at the same time, I'm okay with like everyone. I'm very happy that those benefits are provided. I just think that that's not 
something that people walking into my job cover for me. My benefit, my employer covers that for me. So I would, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like that the way this is going about it just really ain't the best way. But apparently that, um, also, I don't know what the right word for this is, encourages or fosters an environment where many servers just offer subpar service just because they know like they're getting that. And that was information given to me by somebody from DC. Like when I told them how great the service was, in addition to how group, how great the food was, they were like, Oh, which is a surprise because I feel like the service has really, and this is from someone that lives in DC. They feel as if the service has gone like to shit with, um, you know, that extra tax being just applied. So it's like, well, why do I have to give you good service? I'm going to get mine anyway. Um, but again, this ain't, this episode ain't about service people and, um, or restaurants. I just don't personally like that. Something to keep in mind that some of the establishments do do that. I believe that I saw another spot that we went to had like a 5%, um, charge that they said was being added to your bill. Um, but we tipped afterwards anyway, it didn't feel good, but it's, you know, we are tippers. That's what we do. Um, next after St. James, we went to the the Gibson. This spot was a great fucking time. So it's a true speakeasy. Mind you, we left dinner and we decided like, all right, well, the rain's not coming down too much. It was raining. It wasn't coming down too hard. Just walking under the trees made it uncomfortable, but we walked up a block. We popped under an awning. It was just like, let's group group. Let's find something out. Boyfriend did his thug magic. He is so fucking good at finding establishments. And he said, oh, there's a speakeasy. It's actually right here. It should be up the street. Let's just walk up and check it out. The pictures, you know, on Google looked beautiful. So we're like, all right, let's get to it. So we're walking and we're looking for the street numbers and we couldn't find it. We were searching up and down and we kept getting turned around and we're watching people go into other and we're like, maybe this is it. And they changed the name. Maybe Google hasn't caught up. And so we're about to walk down to like a guy that looks as if he's a bouncer standing outside and some random guy smoking a cigarette was like, are are you guys looking for the Gibson? Are are you looking for the, we're like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, it's right here total like it looks like it's a shuttered like I couldn't even tell what the fuck we were looking at it just was a door like a random door didn't see there was no storefront no sign no large numbers like that's why we kept missing it because it was literally just a door a door so yeah true speakeasy didn't know what it was walked in and whoosh this really really y'all it smelled like fucking potpourri Have you ever been to a bar that smelled like potpourri? I have a dog nose. I smell everything. So it's so refreshing to not go to a bar and smell old beer or like old citrus or just like stickiness. It, it was so nice to not be assaulted by terrible fragrances. It smelled so nice in there and a very gentle, subtle, like, oh, so they really clean. And they make sure to put like satchels or something around. They're doing something and I appreciate it. The drinks were incredible. The service was great. Um, Shout out to Dwayne, our new friend. We had a really great time talking to one of our servers. Um, We'll say they was shooting outside. Um, Gang shit, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But we had just paid the bill and... There was a group of people, maybe like two or three people walking out before us. They had opened the door. And so you could hear them busting off outside. And the waiter like quickly went over there and was just like, nope, 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 nope. Come back on in. Come right back on in. You, we're, we're not having that now. It, now is not a good time. So he definitely um, st- stepped in there. Thank you, Dwayne. Stepped in, made sure everybody was okay. And was just like, we are so sorry. Obviously, that has absolutely nothing to do with them. Um, they gave us another round on the house. Talk it up. Like, we'll just hang out with y'all until it's okay to go outside. So uh, when we finally did leave, the block was taped off. Police was all up there. 
And um, Uber couldn't obviously come to the block to get us. So we had to meet them on the side. But, you know, it's a city. It's a city. That's one of the things that I was very um, quickly reminded of that you're not guaranteed to come back home from vacation either. You know what I mean? The same way that, and that's one of those things where it could have easily detracted someone who hasn't been from an urban environment or someone who um, was already afraid of doing, say, solo travel or, you know, leaving different places. It's, it's twofold, right? So you appreciate safe passage, um, safe enjoyment and being able to have a really nice time. I don't look at it as a reminder of how, um, you know, unsafe the world is or anything like that, but more as a reminder. Oh, thank you, boyfriend. Look at this. Uh, I get snacks during recordings. Sankeys. Love you. Um, don't edit that out. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily indictment on like cities are unsafe. Yeah. All cities are unsafe. You could get it anywhere. Basically you could get it anywhere. And that's why I always say the same sense that you use while you're home is the same sense that you use while you're traveling. Keep your senses about you just because you have someone with you. Doesn't mean like you get stupid, you get shit face out and about in the streets. You know what I mean? Like guard your grill, keep, you know, yourself, aware of what's going on so that you can absolutely navigate a situation that gets kind of hot, um, more safely than if you were, you know, drunk in your own house. You know what I mean? If you're in the Airbnb, go ahead, have a good time, have your drinks. But it's also just a reminder, like even when, because I was never really like, um, a get drunk in public kind of girl, just because it never felt comfortable to me. Um, especially while I was solo travel. That's one thing I never did. I never wanted to be in a situation where I wasn't 100% in control and knowing what was going on around me just because I don't do that home. Why would I do that abroad when I have even fewer things in place to keep me safe? You know what I mean? Like I would be new to the area, new to the people, and I would never want to put myself in that situation. That being said, even with my safety net, my partner being with me, that's just not something that we do. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a safer decision to do that when you're in the safety of like whatever your home is going to be, like the hotel, the Airbnb, have a good time. But just a reminder, guard your grill. Like even when you are in numbers, it's a, it's a little bit easier to let your guard down when you do know that you can trust the people with you to keep you safe or to look out for you, to have another set of eyes out. But um, yeah, just remember, like, you are in somebody else's house. Like, you're on someone else's, um, in someone else's space. So, you know, protect yourself, but don't let that be a reason to stay in the fucking house. So it can get crazy on vacation. And it was a reminder that, you know, okay, yeah. Like I'm more grateful for safe passage. Like when everybody always says, oh, be safe, have a good time. Oh my gosh, yeah, be careful out there, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, this is why people tell you to be careful when you're traveling because shit can happen anywhere. So just a reminder to, um, you know, take care of yourself the same way you do at home while you're on vacation. I've seen people go out and just get completely stupid. And that has never made sense to me. But, um, yeah, reminder here. So let's see. Excellent. Uh, thank you again to Dwayne for taking care of everybody as best you could. Um, thank you for being, uh, incredible server. And, um, the drinks were great. Service was great. Um, and it was also just like a really gorgeous, gorgeous place. Like it looked like a really, um, like a nice study if you will, like a bookcase would not have been out of place. Very nice setting. So that was the end of day one. We had another bomb day rolling into it. Um, so from a first really good night in Virginia with my cousins, we hopped in the pool with the kids and everybody, like all four of us, one, two, three, four, five, six of us. And they ended up having a friend come over. So eight of us in the pool, 
the first night and then the first night in DC, the best service, the best food, the best drinks, like a really, really good time. And the rain kind of wasn't like disrespectful. So it was a really good time. Wednesday, we didn't do shit all morning. We lounged around, a uh, boyfriend had some work obligations. So we opted instead of rushing throughout the, instead of having to wake up crack ass in the morning and rush through the day or make a, allow ourselves to feel rushed. We ended up just waiting until, you know, he took care of those work calls and all that jazz. And we went, we, what did we watch? We watched a Netflix show, Our Father or something like that. It's been one of those things we had on our list to check out. And, whew, uh, yeah, like that shit was a little nuts. It wasn't like, oh my God, but it was just like, how could you be such a nasty person? You know? So I guess I'd say six out of 10 recommend. It wasn't whack, but it was just like, eh, you know, slop. Um, so we ended up going for happy hour at founding farmers. It didn't give me, um, farm fresh, the food tastes extra, uh, organic or anything, but the shit was good, but it was, it, I was expecting a little bit more, you know, razzle to the dazzle, but it was still good again incredible service that has been the consistent trend in dc all of our service people were very pleasant they were chatty like just popping and we're okay with so you know well what kind of flavor are you looking for well i like this one if you're into this you might like a little bit more um just really helpful and polite and present like i enjoyed that so much they never made us feel you know, um, like we weren't appreciated in that space. So shout out to all the service people. We had great service and founding farmers, adorable kid. Um, so nice, happy hour drinks were great. The service was fantastic and the food was fucking nuts. It was good. Don't let the not tasting farmy and organic fool you. Like we ended up getting, okay. So my new jam is, uh, salmon, like smoked salmon on stuff. And I've always liked smoked salmon. I prefer, my salmon, um, smoked or like sashimi. Like I prefer raw as opposed to like cooked, like cooked salmon. Um, unless boyfriend makes it, his salmon is insane. I wish that joy into the lives of you all. However, it's here for me and I'm happy about it. But after that salmon bagel in Montreal, I've been very happy with ordering salmon from a lot of different places. And so I ended up getting, like it's salmon toast. I'm looking at, I want to say there was cream cheese on it, egg salads. Like I never would have expected to put egg salad with salmon. So fucking good. They had capers on it. It was so good. And the portions were really nice also. So it was a nice, um, I would say, and I want to say those were starters. So we did it like a tapas. We knew that we were going to dinner. Uh, we pushed our dinner reservations back from seven to eight o'clock. We got to happy hour around three, maybe three, three thirty. I want to say. So pushing the dinner back was genius idea, but, um, the portions were great at founding farmers. We did it like a tapas. We did uh fried green tomatoes that came with like three or four really like large sliced ones. We got an order of mussels and uh, I think it has like andouille sausage in it. Uh, that was really good. And we got the, um, the salmon egg salad, like it's like a toast slider. Like they were on really nice, uh, it's not like, I think it was sourdough bread, but, um, that was good. The food was really good and the drinks were really good. So founding farmers, good time. Um, we also met up with one of my cousins, shout out to my cousin, Cerise, who pulled up after work and, um, hung out with us for a little bit and, did like a quick walking tour as we were walking towards dinner. We were going to just walk towards the mall to see what we can see. We ended up passing by the white house. We got to see the FBI building national treasury. Um, and then it started to rain and we're on vacation. She was trying to get home from work. So it was like, okay, girl, thank you. I appreciated seeing you and you coming by to see us. And so we dropped her back at her building so she can grab her umbrella. And we just ended up walking around. We were going to, you know, walk by like the museums and stuff like that. But my feet were killing me. Listen, I will say at this bigly age, I'm a comfort girl. 
And even in sneakers, I feel like my feet have just gotten bigger. Like I gained weight and my feet also gained weight. Usually if my weight goes up and down, my feet haven't changed in years. I, I feel like I'm going through an adult growth spurt. So I don't even know if I'm an eight anymore. I might be an eight and a half. Nigga might be a nine. I don't know. But it just felt like my sneakers that always fit while I'm at work. It was just like, I guess walking a lot, they swelled up, but it's just like, my feet are designed to work. Like they're designed to make the, like I'm supposed to do things with my feet. So I don't, I don't know. This is like a frustrated rant right now, but I, all I wear is chucks. You know what I mean? I don't wear nothing fancy. I'm, I try to keep it as simple and comfortable as possible. And so it's like, now I have to, uh, what do you call it? Like wear the perfect pair of socks for even those not to hurt. It's just like, I, everything is, I'm a comfort girl. I'm there. I'm well ingrained in this stage of life and I, I live by it. So sadly I didn't have that much walk in me, but amazing partner I have. He's like, babe, we, we don't. And it was raining. Shout out to the kid in CVS who got me the umbrella for free just by signing up for some CVS, um, program or whatever, which I need to go in and cancel. I got to call them up for that, but we got our umbrella for free as opposed to spending 15, $20 on a fucking umbrella. Um, but yeah. So again, helpful, even in CVS customer fucking service, you know what I mean? Um, so we were going to walk around, but then we opted to just not because my man loves me and didn't want me to suffer. So we just walked to Cuba Libre. Uh, the weather was really humid. It was like uh, the perfect decision. So we got there, waited about 10 minutes for my cousin and her best friend, Alex to show up. Shout out to Dom and Alex. Alex, you, my cousin now too. They are like the best complimentary pair. They are fucking hilarious. We had such a good time. Cuba Libre, food was good as always. And service was nice. The waitress reminded me of my little cousin, Imani. Um, so another good time was had, especially being able to see my cousins. This has been like the cousin tour. Like there was only one cousin that lives in DC, um, that I am like really close to that. I didn't get to see. I have, uh, I think other cousins that live like in the DMV, but, um, I haven't spoken to them in a while. So it's just like, eh, I'm not going to go like out of my way or like, it, it, we'll catch up at another time, girl, you know? So all the cousins that I'm like super close to, like we keep up normally. I saw everybody except for Tehran. That's my baby. But Tehran knows. We definitely spoke during the week, but work schedule changed. Uh, so what else did we do? We walked around after Cuba Libre, Dom and Alex had so much fun um, good service, great food. Um, and shout out to my cousin for being our personal tour guide. So she was just like, y'all want to ride home? Like I got you. And we're like, Oh, you are probably going to walk which way is the national mall. She's just like, so I'm going to give you a ride there because it's a bit far. I got this. So Dom drove us all the way down to the national mall. She did the tour guide thing and pointed everything out as we went. Cause boyfriend never been to DC. Like he's probably, he's driven through DC. Like we've past it, but he'd never gotten a chance to see like the monuments and stuff. I went on a class trip at like uh, my eighth grade junior high. So we all have that picture. Shout out to those of us that still remember. Uh, we got that picture in front of the white house in our, <laughs> in our cute little nineties gear. Oh, us. I think I had like, um, a FUBU windbreaker. I think it was like a gray and yellow and maybe like white windbreaker. I had a my hair was straight at the time and I was responsible for doing my own hair. So I probably had a really terrible, um, no bump to the bang. Oh, God bless me. I tried. Um, but we, um, definitely got to see, and I also went back as an adult for a family reunion on my mama's side. So I'd seen DC before, right. But it was nice to be able to see it with my baby and we went during the evening. We went at night. So pro tip, avoid all the fucking blazing hot sun and the crowds and the annoying ass school kids that are running around and laughing and being happy fucking kids doing what they're supposed to by going at night. I want to say it was like 10, 11 o'clock. Everything is open, especially on the National Mall. Everything is well lit. So we saw the Lincoln Memorial. We saw the National Monument. We saw the Martin Luther King Memorial. Um, we drove by the Jackson Memorial. 
Uh, so we basically got to experience the National Mall um, without crowds, without the blazing sun. It was a very, and I'd never seen them at night. So it was perfect that we got to experience that together. Um, so if you are out there and like crowds aren't your jam, go at night. Easy, easy recommendation. Um, you get to see everything just as clearly. It doesn't make sense to try to look up at the Lincoln Memorial with like, or look out towards the um, National Monument, the the obelisk and not be able to see because the sun is in your face or, you know, you're listening to somebody translate something and yeah, tons. it was nice and peaceful. Great time. So night was a good time. Um, then let's see, what was I up to? Yeah, it wasn't hot, but it was raining a little bit, but again, not like more than you could deal with in a city. So that's another reason why we were, very much so ready to do DC in the rain versus a beach town in the rain. I'm not sitting on the beach in the rain, but I'll walk through the city in the rain. So that ended up being a good call and it was easy to deal with. Um, through the crowns, everything's letting open, not sun. Yeah. So tour guide, shout out to Dom and Alex. Thank y'all for guiding us through that. Dropped us back off. That was a night. Next day, we uh, decided to visit my uncle after checkout. Turns out he's literally five minutes away from where we stayed. So there's no way I could be that close to my family and not pop in. So we popped in for a surprise little coffee um, break. Thankfully, he was home from work. He decided to work remote that day. Um, And we chopped it out with him for a little bit. And it was perfect. Again, convenience is beautiful to have family in the neighborhood because we left our car parked in front of his house and we ended up just taking an Uber downtown. This way we, I'd rather spend the money on an Uber versus spending on street parking or lot parking. And keep in mind, we had already checked out of the Airbnb. So all of our shit was in the car. With all of that, I don't want my car on the street. Granted, it's a hatchback. So, and I have like that cover in the back so that you can't see into the trunk, but I'm one of those people that does not feel comfortable leaving anything of value in the car if I'm not in the car as well. So it paid for us to be able to leave that parked on my uncle's block in front of his house and he was home and he knows his neighbors um, to take the Uber downtown, not have to navigate parking, not have to look for parking and all that other kind of shit. So that was, uh, that came in clutch. That was helpful. So what we did was we met up with my uncle We ended up, um, grabbing coffee with him and then we took about a $20 Uber and we went to Tate's Bakery and Cafe. Um, shout out to DQ who was a cashier there. Mad cool. Very helpful. Um, shout out to him and his wife. They, um, were talking about probably going to New York for like one of their 30th. So I hope y'all have a good time if you hear this episode. Um, but the food there was mad good and the service was mad good also. It's kind of, according to boyfriend, it's like a upscale um, Paris baguette. Was it a Paris baguette? Or like an upscale Panera bread or something like that. I've never eaten a Panera bread. It was like a really brightly colored. It's one of those places that's like basically all white. It's like a nice chic farm style kind of white tiles, um, exposed wood kind of situation. But It's a little confusing to navigate, but once you figure it out, it was a really nice little spot. They have breakfast all day and I don't remember what I got. Um, probably some more salmon shit. You know what I mean? Um, and food was good. Oh, I remember getting like the beet and mint something iced tea. Mad good. That was very good. So, and I'm not even a beet girl. My mama loves beets, but I felt like, all right, well, if it's in a drink, I'll probably drink it. And I know they're good for you. So I tried that and I enjoyed it. Um, so I just got to say that I am so very grateful to have family that I can count on um, to pull up and take care of me and my partner with short notice. I never had to ask more than once. And I got the absolute warmest and best response from every single person that I reached out to. So thank you to all my cousins. Thank you to my uncle for really loving us. That's all. I really feel so blessed to be able to say I can call a cousin 
be like, hey, I'll be in your neighborhood. Stay at my house. It's not a problem. Or I'll pull up after work. Don't even worry about it. My cousin Cerise was able to um, get us tickets to the African-American Museum. Um, so I didn't have to navigate any websites. I didn't have to navigate any, you know, headaches of figuring out anything. And mind you, she was able to also get us like, she just came through with the clutch. No questions asked. Thank you to her friend, James, who I think is the one that, um, actually works at the museum and was the person that, um, held us down on getting the tickets. So thank you to Cerise and James for that. Um, so after we went to Tate's, we took an Uber to the African-American museum. So that was an incredible experience. We ended up not being able to see the first floor, like the, the bottom floor, which has all of the, um, slavery exhibits. And there are a lot more, um, exhibits and stuff down in the basement. That's essentially where you're supposed to start. And then you work your way up, but the line to get in and mind you, we got there late afternoon. So we got there probably around three o'clock or so. And the entry is so like the tickets you get are timed entry. It was all day entry though. So it was like between 10 and 4 AM. Um, so we got there around three and there was still like a 45 minute wait downstairs. Apparently once it starts moving, it moves quickly, but we didn't want to risk it being like a, okay, so if you stand here and wait, now you still only have like a certain window because I know the museum closes at a certain point. So if it closes at five, five thirty, I don't know if they kick you out at five, five thirty, or even if you got there at like four, you, you know, like if you were to just get in, I don't know how long we would have had to. So, um, we opted to snap to the first floor and we started on, you know, second tier first floor. When you walk in is just like, bathrooms information and just like gift shop you can either go upstairs or you go downstairs weren't gonna wait downstairs we went upstairs so it was a nice museum it was a nice museum it was a lot of space dedicated to like sports to music which was nice um the art gallery was also beautiful and i'm not really an artsy girl i'm more of a natural history girl um but a lot of those pieces I enjoyed even. Um, and I always love looking at uh, black experience in the American military because my grandpa fought in Korea. So shout out to my Marines, hoorah. Uh, my dad was a Marine um, and we have a very close family friend, my um my aunt's father-in-law, Roscoe, Dr. Roscoe Brown, excuse me, was a Tuskegee Airman. And I had the pleasure of meeting him um, and, you know, experiencing a lot of different, you know, life experiences with extended family with him. So whenever I see a, um, a monument or any reverence to their service to our country, I definitely appreciate seeing that, knowing that I know these men in real life, you know? Um, so that was one of my favorite parts to see as well as the most difficult to walk through. There is a particular wing where they, you know, announce when you come in, they ask that there be no photography because the families have donated a lot of the pieces and they don't want pictures of that. But there was a whole timeline and that beautiful painting of Breonna Taylor in that blue dress that was heartbreaking to, to see as well as, um, I don't know if it were, was the actual outfit or not, but Trayvon Martin's entire outfit, the can of soda, the Skittles, like that was a lot for me. That was a lot. Um, so that wing was very difficult, but then you get into all of the, um, memorabilia from film move uh television music the music wing was really nice there was a beautiful art um a photography wing where they did incredible juxtapositions of um musicians along like pictures of different musicians like Nas Queen Latifah Outkast um Jay-Z uh Cool Herc like they did incredible photos juxtaposed to very old photos where different inspirations and 
it was really well done. Um, shout out to the white kids who didn't mind um, possibly looking foolish and trying to step. Um, there's like a huge display and space, like one of those dance dance revolutions where um, they have like videos of steppers and you're supposed to try to step along. So um, I, as an actual member of the most illustrious Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, uh, who might I add, every step show we participated in, we killed and won in heels. Just wanna throw that out there. So as an actual Greek stepper, it's, um, it was a tickle. It was a tickle. Um, and I really wish that there was a line that came through or a chapter that came through and really showed out whatever organization they may have been through, uh, been from. But, uh, I personally would have enjoyed that. It was beautiful to see my founding source in the, the Greek wall where they had some memorabilia from a bunch of different organizations. Um, that was really nice to see. The Wiz is my favorite movie. Shout out to my Wiz tattoo that is still healing. Um, so they had uh, the costume from Dorothy and the Tin Man, but it was from the stage play in the 70s. But it was nice to see that there were photos from, I don't know why there wasn't more dedicated to dance um, but like immediately across from that display of those uh, costumes were photos of a lot of Alvin Ailey dancers. So I danced for like 20 years. I danced from like, well, probably a little bit longer than 20. Yeah, much longer than 20. Not much, but from like two, because I didn't have a choice. My mama just threw me in to dance because she was a dance teacher. So I had to go to work with her on Saturdays. So I danced from like two um, and I probably stopped at like, 23, 25 or so, because I started bartending. And at that age, I wasn't dancing in a group, but I was teaching dance class. But I say all that to say, my mama was our modern teacher. So we would do a lot of that. Also my favorite, I am personally a modern girl. That's my bag, followed by African. Favorite, favorite genres to dance in. Um, modern was also my favorite to teach. But my mama taught us all of Revelations, one of the most popular dances done by Alvin Ailey Company. So I've done it so many times that my body still remembers a lot of the choreography. So it was really nice to pose in front of one of those photos and send that to my mama. Um, she was like, your arms are still on. I say, yeah, I still got it, girl. Um, so that was really nice for me to be able to experience. I wish that there was um, more dedicated to dance and the way... Um, dancers have fed into uh black history uh there were also you also get a chance to see how tiny a lot of these women are in like hollow hollywood music especially and film like when you see their costumes y'all like whitney houston was nothing but a snap i ain't that big but i'm looking at these costumes like ooh, adult me <laughs> yeah it, it it's been a while since i've been able to fit into zeros and twos and honey that's what most of them were giving um so that was nice to see um the original dress like the the Kerry washington scandal white coat and hat what else did i like um uh, you realize how tiny i'm checking my notes here these music and tv star women were even some of the guys were really small also relations daily Kerry washington brianna taylor um oh also the instruments that a lot of the um Dizzy Gillespie, um, you see like a program and a, a one of uh, Billie Holiday's dresses. Uh, Billie wasn't skinny. I could get into that dress. Um, what else did we have? Instruments. I will say as an observation about the crowd, it was, it definitely felt like there were a ton more uh, white visitors to the museum than black. There were a ton of like schools with a bunch of white school kids just running around laughing and playing, but they're kids. They are kids. Um, didn't take any of that personal. Kids are going to kid in a museum. Um, 
I don't necessarily see it as a, an air of reverence or a disrespect to, you know, the severity of a lot of the stuff that they were joking and laughing about around. Um, but it was kind of like a, huh, I wonder if any of this impacts you guys in a way that would possibly uh, encourage you to behave counter to some of the poor or less than um, uplifting narratives or histories that your families may be pouring into you. I was a little curious about that, but what I will say about museums such as this um, is that there's a little bit of everything. So if anybody is open to being more receptive of the black experience in this country, which very often just kind of gets dropped into as if slavery was the only way, you know, black people were impacted by this country, um, that there is something for everyone. Chuck Berry's big ass motherfucking Cadillac. That was there. If cars, your thing, if cars are your bag, if cars are your thing, maybe that'll get you done. I don't know if Chuck Berry's actually the one you want to dig into. <laughs> Let's keep it there. But, um, you know, there's something for everyone at the fucking museum. So if you were inclined to be receptive to opening your mind to more than what the media portrays as black history, um, then a museum such as this with so many different points of interest that are touched, I guess if nothing, we can, you know, hope that someone is being exposed to something that may, you know, I'm being hopeful here, but it is what it is, right? It's a museum. I happen to be a museum girl. Uh, this trip, however, I didn't get to like dive into the reading all the, um, the placards. I'm that girl. I enjoy doing that, but this was more of a, we had maybe like two hours, two and a half hours, scan it all, get like really stop at the ones that are more, um, meaningful to you as you go. But I'd say like, it's one of those things where you either want a few hours to spend time or you want more than one day. And that was something that I had already heard from other friends and family that had visited before that you need more than a day. But I think that that was also because a lot of downstairs is heavy and you kind of want to take your time going through that and ingesting the information as you go. If you don't do downstairs, you can absolutely, you know, do the top couple of floors in a day of three hours, two hours. If you're not like diving into reading everything, you'll be fine. Um, but if you did want to stop and take in a little bit more, a few hours is more, it's enough. You'll be fine. Um, I did enjoy seeing Kev on stage. He had a nice, uh, video of his playing in one of like the media corners of one of the wings. So that was really cool to see someone who, and it was also another thing that my cousin mentioned is nice to see people that are making waves and doing work present time. So people that are part of your timeline. Like it's not all, um, Arthur Ashe, Wilma Rudolph. You've got the, uh, the Williams sisters, you've got Jordan memorabilia, you've got, um, you know, memorabilia and points and people like Kev on stage, B Smith, um, Queen Latifah. I love big teeth. Like I am such a huge fan. Queen Latifah, if you ever hear this, I love you. Dana Owens from another Dana. Like I adore you. Thank you for everything you do. Big Queen Latifah fan. So it was incredible to see, you know, photos of her, um, you know, big boys had a wig from Andre 3000. Like we just watched Idlewild before we left on the trip, you know? Um, so that is a really like fun thing to be able to ingest also seeing, you know, um, stuff from history in but like from people that you currently consume, it wasn't just the Billie Holiday's and the Stevie Wonders and the Ray Charles's and the Dizzy Gillespie's, but you also had the Whitney Houston's and the Dionne Warwick's and, you know, the big boys and the daddy canes, like, you know, history that you are familiar with. So that was really fun. Um, yeah, again, watching them kids step, that was a chuckle. Uh, it was about a $30 Uber back to my uncle's house, said our goodbyes, dropped, you know, got the keys, got the car and we headed out. I would say that 25 year old me wanted to move to DC. Um, but me now at DC just kind of felt like a, another New York, like a smaller New York, New York. It's just still too congested for me. And I do not want to get 
used to their driving patterns. Like they're, it doesn't feel like they're really on a grid system, excuse me, except for in certain areas. So for me, I would not want to have to learn to navigate like DC streets. Like I feel like as, and I'm a good driver, but I don't need surprises. I don't want surprises on my route. And I feel like DC has a lot of loops and streets that curve and turn into one way and then they converge and I ain't like it. So I could not see myself moving to DC. Um, but that's my personal tank. I know my uncle, um, you know, talk to us about that. Like, would y'all live out here? And I'm just like, mm, mm, I don't know, but I'm over in New York. But I also, that being the case, I wouldn't move to DC, but, um, it does feel cleaner. It does feel cleaner except for the load of human shit that was outside of the restaurant. One of the restaurants that we came out of, um, after dinner, uh, that was not fun. But, um, you know, they do have a very heavy homeless population. There were a lot of tents driving around that you could see propped up. Uh, But again, large city. This is historically a really shit time for a lot of people, especially after the pandemic. But by the grace of God, it could be any of us. Um, So, yeah, I couldn't necessarily see um, moving to D.C., but... I will say I'd absolutely visit again anytime. 10 out of 10, highly recommend another spot for really good food and really bomb history. Uh, So that was our DC trip. We did more in DC than we did in Virginia because Virginia was more just like hanging with my family. But um, again, another example of travel being so much more than vacation. If you have the opportunity to drive to family and see family outside of funerals, weddings, and people being sick, if you just have the opportunity to check in and love on each other on like a regular day, please take that opportunity if you have it. Like I was able to create so many more memories with my cousins and, you know, I did that with my partner. So I will definitely be able to hold on to those and enjoy those. It's literally half a, like, I won't say half a day, but like a work shift in the car, six hours, four hours from New York. It's really easy being from New York. I mean, honestly, wherever you are, there's a six hour drive someplace in you. If you have the means, if you have a car that is in good enough shape that you're not really going to like further burden yourself down the line, or if you want to pay for a rental. Like there are so many ways for you to, and this can all happen on a weekend. Also, we did this in like two nights. You drive down on a Friday after work, you spend Friday night there, you spend Saturday night and you come back on Sunday. Um, you don't have to do this. All could have been like, we had such incredible times on each individual day that had, had we had to go home like afterwards or like the next day, we would have been good with what we'd done in the one day. So, you know, destinations like Virginia, like DC, like Hartford, since, um, like Philly from New York or from wherever you are, you're able to navigate something that is within a distance that you're comfortable driving and within a budget that you're comfortable spending. You don't have to do all of like the excursions and the, and all the museums and stuff in DC are free. So you can get tickets for the African American museum and not have to pay for it. They're all like a chain of Smithsonian rest, um, museums, natural history, air and space, um, the Holocaust museum. There are so many really beautiful spaces that you can see without incurring like exuberant charges. So especially if you have kids and you want something to get into with family, um, I would definitely, um, suggest DC as a really nice family friendly option. Um, and it like, if you can, not even if you can, I encourage you to, step outside of what your traditional view on vacation may be, right? Beaches, pools, sun, sand, all great things, but a lot of our cities have a lot to offer as well. So, you know, definitely keep those things in mind. The summer is really just getting started. So if you have a weekend and you want to get into something, I got you covered. I will have, um, an itinerary pack for you guys shortly with the road trips that we've taken. Cause we have done so many really good ones. Um, so I would love to be able to help you guys with navigating a trip that you don't have to break your neck 
or, you know, stress yourself with finding things to do. I got you covered. That soon come. Um, thanks for dealing with me on the late episode. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Um, don't forget, I do have another special announcement coming up, but if you want to know what that is first, definitely sign up for the mailing list. There is a link for that in the description box. And I am looking forward to talking to y'all next week as well. All right, guys. Bye.